Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you with us on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster. Here we go. Baker Mayfield gets released, apparently, from the Panthers. Uh, I guess the 49ers are looking for a backup quarterback. Uh, one of the big storylines from Sunday, and that's what we'll do here to start hour number two, is sort of take our bird's eye look at the NFL. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo done for the year. They're now two quarterbacks down, and it's the Brock Purdy era. Big 12 fans will certainly uh, pay attention to that. Christian McCaffrey was great in that game as they beat the Dolphins. Now, I think the Dolphins, Tommy, and the Chargers tie for the most disappointing losses to me yesterday for what they're trying to do and prove. Um, we can start there. The Dolphins, man, when you get them down to their third-string quarterback and they still dominate you that way, I don't know what that says. I don't know if it says more about the Dolphins. I don't know if it says more about the 49ers. Is Brock Purdy really good enough? I don't know. But that was uh, outside of the Chiefs-Bengals game, which we spent a lot of time on in the first hour. Um, that was probably the headline game of the week. And it was a huge statement for the Niners and impactful in about 78 different ways based on what happened through injuries and everything else. But that was, I mean, San Francisco, no matter who quarterback is, I guess, is going to be in the mix because they got a really good defense and Christian McCaffrey now. I mean, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, I, I don't, don't know what Brock, to think of it. I don't think Brock Purdy is good enough. I mean, come on. Like, he he's a seventh-round draft pick. I watched him at Iowa State. He, I, I mean, come on. Like, uh, he's not going to lead this team to a Super Bowl. Now they do have a what significant— What round was Tom Brady drafted in when he came in as a, as well, a rookie because of are, injury? 
Are you seriously equating Brock Purdy to no. Tom Brady right now? I'm not equating him to it. I'm saying you're being facetious to totally scoff the notion that a late-round quarterback could come into a good team and lead them into the playoffs and make a run. It ha- we've I can seen guarantee it you, I'll guarantee you right now that if the 49ers are going to make a deep run into the playoffs and they've got the skill positions to be able to make it happen in Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, the entire uh, crew there, they've got the people to make that happen around the quarterback position. But if they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs, they've got to go out and get another quarterback. And maybe it's Baker Mayfield. I don't know. Uh, maybe you would take I, they, Baker they, they, Mayfield they, right now over Brock Purdy. Absolutely. I think what um, I mean, what have you, did you watch Baker Mayfield play football this year? He looks awful. And you you would trust the 49ers offense with Brock Purdy. If to I'm the 49ers, playoffs. yes, I would rather have Brock Purdy than Baker Mayfield okay. at this point. Based on what we've seen on the field, Baker Mayfield looks like hot garbage, and Brock Purdy just won a game against the Dolphins for you. So, yes, I would take my chances with Brock Purdy. I'd let Baker Mayfield be a backup. I might bring him in to back him up because they're, they're down now. They don't have a backup quarterback, I don't think. I think they went and signed, like, Josh Johnson or somebody off somebody's practice squad. But, no— I think the Niners just showed us that they're good enough regardless of who the quarterback is to win games against good teams. Uh, That defense is one of the top units in the league. They have two all-world receivers, a good tight end, and one of the best running backs in football, So, and a pretty good offensive line. They're, They're great everywhere except that position. They just need Brock Purdy to not be terrible, basically. Um, I don't know what I think of Brock Purdy. We've seen him in a very, 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 very limited sample size. We saw Blake Bortles take a team to an AFC championship game. Okay, We saw Tom Brady as a rookie when nobody knew who he was replace Drew Bledsoe and keep it. We saw Dak Prescott as a rookie. What was he, a fifth-round pick, third-round pick? I don't even remember. Win his first 10 games in the NFL. Brock Purdy doesn't have to shoulder the load. He just does, has to not screw it up for them. I thought that was a huge statement for the 49ers yesterday and a huge letdown for the Miami Dolphins. I, I think the biggest disappointment of the week, would it has to be the Dolphins or the Chargers, although I think at this point our expectation for the Dolphins is much higher than the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers can't go beat the Raiders. They're not going to do anything. I, 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 you know, laugh at me because I'm the one that keeps saying, eh, maybe if they get healthy, they'll be in. No, pfft, they ain't doing nothing. Give me, get them out of here. Like, they're done. They need a coaching yeah. change. They need all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they do. And they, there are significant issues there uh, that they, they need to get addressed if they want to even have a chance to compete for a wild card uh, to get into the playoffs at this point. But I, going back to your point about uh, the 49ers and, and the Dolphins, uh, it was absolutely a letdown from Miami. I think that game tells you more about Miami than it does about San Francisco, in my opinion. Um, I, with what we have expected from the Dolphins offensively, And I know, I know that San Francisco has a dominant defense. If anything, the defense for San Francisco, I think, will carry them to a deep playoff run, regardless of who the quarterback is. If it's Brock Purdy, Baker Mayfield, or somebody else, uh, it's that defense in San Francisco that carries them. But the fact that Miami, and and I was really interested in watching this matchup uh, because of how explosive Miami's offense has been all season. Uh, going up against the the 49ers defense, they didn't look good. Miami's offense did not look good. And so, yeah, it's a disappointing loss with the expectations that we have for Miami uh, as one of the top contenders potentially in the AFC. Absolutely a letdown for them.
And I still think they're they can be there. I mean, it's one game in the NFL, right? But yeah, it it was that that was a game. They just when when Garoppolo goes down, you have to salivate at that opportunity, and they just flat got dominated anyway. Um, so San Francisco may be most impressed. Here's another disappointing outcome, or relatively speaking, Deshaun Watson's return, the big revenge game, right against the lowly Texans. And they didn't do anything. He had a couple of defensive touchdowns, or they don't even win that game. 12 of 22 for 131 yards, three yards a carry on seven carries. That's your guy. He's had a long time to get prepared for that game. That's your guy. Good luck, Cleveland. That's going to be good. That will go down as one of the worst contracts in NFL history. I, I, I don't know. I, I just. That's what, against the Texans with everything on the line and all the time he's had to prepare for that game, I get it. He hasn't played in a long time. There's a lot of rust. I get all that. But come on now. Like, you're paying this dude more than any quarterback's ever been paid to come in and throw for a buck 30 on the on the Texans and, and have three yards of carry? Well, get look, out I'm, of here I'm going, I'm going up and down the slate of games from yesterday, and there is not a more irrelevant game than the Browns and the Texans. I couldn't care less. Couldn't care well, less right, about that game. But the only reason it has couldn't any care attention less, is because I couldn't of care Deshaun less about, Watson. It wouldn't have mattered to me if Deshaun Watson went out and threw for four touchdowns and ran for another two. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less about Deshaun Watson. Couldn't care less about the Cleveland Browns. Couldn't care less about the Houston Texans. Um, it, you know, it, yeah, it was being billed as this revenge game and Deshaun Watson hasn't been on the field in however many days and uh, you know, whatever the, all the storylines and narrative, I don't care. I don't care about Deshaun Watson. I hope he continues to play this way. I hope he continues to fall on his face. I hope he's ran out of Cleveland. I hope he's ran out of the entire league. I couldn't care less. Doesn't matter to me one bit. They're irrelevant. They're, they're neither one of those teams are going to the playoffs. Couldn't care less. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was uh no bueno. Um, Good luck, Cle. I feel bad for Cleveland fans. I they've got a lot of hope tied to that, and I don't know what to expect. I just my here's what I expect. There's about zero chance he lives up to that contract. Yeah, the biggest contract in NFL history. No you way. You know what he's I do? Kind of player. You know what I do care about though is I care about the Philadelphia Eagles going out and laying 35 on Tennessee and holding yep. the Titans to 10 points. That's what I do care about because again. We've had all these questions, and everybody has about, are the Eagles legitimately dominant? We know they're a good team. We've known they're a very good team. But are they legitimately dominant? And they are, you know, they're at home. It's You want to talk about a revenge game? That's a revenge game for A.J. Brown, who had a great receiving game for the Eagles. And just like that, the Eagles look like the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah, it was... Uh... It, it was impressive, and and so were the Cowboys, and that's a good place to go to because the Cowboys' defense scoring all kinds of touchdowns. The offense looked fine. I mean, they looked as good as they needed to look. I don't know what else they were supposed to do. The defense kept scoring. Um, they they ran the ball extremely effectively with both guys. Three rushing touchdowns. The Cowboys and I and I have of course group chats because I'm a Cowboys fan with people that watch the team every week. And it's so funny to me, uh, when we started this season, and we'd have to go back and listen to the audio, but I'm pretty sure I called the Cowboys dead after that first game. I think they did. weren't going anywhere. I think I, I did I, too. I'll admit that. I, I, I'm fairly certain that I did, but that was more, really, more out of frustration that they didn't do anything 
to make the roster better. They didn't make any changes of coaching. One thing that they did do was keep Dan Quinn. Um, and they, they, you know, they, they worked hard to do that. And it's paying off. It's the Colts. I get it. But the Cowboys defensively have a chance with the 49ers, I think, to be the best defense going into the playoffs. I think those are the two that are out ahead of the pack. The Eagles looked good this week, but the Eagles have looked flawed quite a bit over the last few weeks defensively. Offensively, the Eagles flexed hard. They look like they're going to be one of the top offenses going in. Minnesota made a nice statement. They almost let it get away against the Jets. The Jets are a good team. It's time I think we stop saying, oh, this cute story with the Jets. Jets are good. Um, So Minnesota had a nice win. But Dallas and Philly, I cannot wait for that rematch. Now, with Dak, because remember, the first time they played, Dak was out. It was Cooper Rush. And the Cowboys hung in there. That game comes Christmas Eve. That's a Christmas Eve game on a Saturday. Um, It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be so good. And I cannot wait for it. Dallas gets two what should be cupcakes on the way there in Houston and Jacksonville. Philadelphia on the way there gets the Giants and the Bears both on the road. So maybe there's a chance that, you know, they both have the same record going into that game. Maybe. Um, But either way, it's going to be fantastic. Philadelphia's got a big advantage, I think, in the NFC race now, still with just the one loss, even if they do lose a game to the Cowboys, which is very possible. That division and the Giants and the Giants and the Commanders put on a good performance too. How crazy is that? That that division is the one where we're like, goodness, top to bottom. I mean, we didn't. Nobody saw that coming. The NFL's been yeah. wild this year. Yeah, that's not the division that anybody would have thought would be in the the position that they're in right now. What I love about Philadelphia and Dallas and when they face off against each other is. Right now, and Nick Sirianni said this post-game yesterday, right now, Philadelphia can win offensively however they want to. They can they can yep. score however they want to. They put that on display against Tennessee yesterday, running the football, whether it's with Miles Sanders or Jalen Hurts taking off, throwing the football. We talked about Cincinnati's receivers in the first hour, uh, and, and they absolutely get the credit that they deserve. How about Philadelphia's receivers and A.J. Brown and Quez Watkins and Devontae Smith? Like, they've got high-impact, explosive skill players of that position, too. Uh, so they can score however they want to. Then on the flip side, Dallas's defense is elite. And so, you know, it, it's kind of that whole, like, uh, immovable object, unstoppable force, you know, kind of thing coming together. Like, who is it going to be? Uh, it's fascinating to watch. And that's probably in my opinion, the most fascinating divisional race, of course, with all four teams, but really specifically with Philadelphia and Dallas. You know, Dallas had a poor poor start to the season. They lost Dak for a while. Can they claw their way back? Will Philadelphia stumble at any point? It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I, I don't know who I want to pick in the NFC. I still don't. I, did you ever see a world where Jalen Hurts Remember Jalen Hurts, as much as we love Jalen Hurts, great college football player, great player, insane competitor. Did you ever see a world where he came into the NFL against one of the better defenses in football and threw 380 yards and three touchdowns? No. Nope. Me neither. I mean, what a story he has been. What a job they have done. Uh, Nick Sirianni, I still think he's not getting the credit he deserves 
for, and it's not just this year, that we saw some of this last year. I mean, Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. Bonafide, legitimate, it's not the system. It's not, I mean, he is playing at a level, and we're talking about a Heisman guy, right? But he's playing at a level at the NFL that nobody saw this coming. I mean, the Eagles took a risk on him. They took him pretty high, so maybe they did. But, man, what a cool story. And I hate the Eagles. So, you know, tip of the cap to them and what they're doing. Because Jalen Hurts, while I dislike the Eagles, I love Jalen Hurts. Always have loved Jalen Hurts. It's cool to see him doing this at the NFL when nobody really gave him a chance to, um, at, except maybe Philadelphia, right? They're a great story this year. Um, I, I, if, if it's, I mean, I think it's those four, it's Dallas, Minnesota, San Francisco, and Philly. I think Philly's got the edge right now for sure, but man, I think it's close between those four teams. I think it's really, really close. I I also wonder, and, and you probably can speak on this more intelligently than I can because you're a Cowboys fan. It wasn't that long ago. It was only a few weeks ago that the conversations were swirling about what the Cowboys are going to do once they move away from Mike McCarthy uh, and, you know, the rumors of Sean Payton and all, you know, all these other things. Yeah. Uh, at what point, like, what does, what do the Cowboys have to do for Mike well, McCarthy now. to return? Nothing now. He'll be back now because they've shown so much improvement this year. I think um, I, I, it's, it's hard because I think they've got, they at times have been so bland offensively. And I think that might be more of a Kellen Moore issue. I, I got to give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit, and I don't want to because I'm not sure he's the coach to take them to the promised land. But to be in the position they're in now with as many games as Dak Prescott missed and the opportunity for this thing to spiral out of control on them is a is a really nice achievement, quite frankly. I think he probably deserves to be in the conversation for Coach of the Year because of that, but I also don't know what to think about. They could get Tyron Smith back. They could get one of the all-time best offensive linemen the league has ever seen back. There's a rumor that he could be back. And if that happens, the way they're running the ball right now, if they get him back and add that into that mix, the way their defense plays, they're going to be really hard to beat in the postseason. Now, they have to they have to do what they need to do in the postseason, and they – they called one of the all-time worst games I've ever seen last year in the playoff loss. One of the worst coaching performances I can ever remember. And so they got to overcome that, right? Like, don't don't take it away from your team. I don't know what Mike McCarthy's future is. He'll be back now unless they lose every game the rest of the way because of what they've done despite a big-time injury to Dak Prescott. So I think he'll be back regardless. But you know what the story is with the Cowboys, how about a playoff win? How about yeah. two playoff wins? Maybe like you know, maybe win some big games when it matters the most, and that would do it. And they're going to be in a position to do that. I mean, you, nobody can sit here and tell me right now that they would definitively take any team in the NFC over the Cowboys. Again, I'm not sure that I would pick them, but they've got it all there. And if they keep getting better on the offensive line the way they're running the ball right now, sky's the limit. I mean, they've got weapons, yeah. and they're getting healthy. The, the Vikings have flaws. We've seen that on display a few sure. different times. You know, they, they can win football games, but they've got flaws. The 49ers need to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. They've got a lot of talent at other positions, but that's an issue there. 
Uh, I would put Philly and then Dallas, probably one and two in the NFC. One other thought, and I'm going to switch conferences entirely here. Uh, We've talked about the Bengals at length. We talked about uh, the, the matchup with the Chiefs yesterday and all of that. Cincinnati. They were probably the biggest winner of the entire weekend, not just because they beat the Chiefs, but because Lamar Jackson is out with an injury for God knows how long for Baltimore. And that division race is now wide open. And Cincinnati, we know, obviously, because of their wins and losses and their seating and all of that, that, you know, at least in the last couple of weeks, they were the favorites to win that division. But it certainly helps knowing that Lamar could be out for a number of weeks now. Yeah, and we don't know. John Harbaugh said what? It's more like a day-to-day or week-to-week injury. Yeah, days I think or is weeks is what he said. Days, yeah. yeah. So it's not it, – it, we, we basically all he's saying is we don't expect this to be season-ending. I mean, that's kind of but, – but more than that, we don't know. I don't know what to think about Baltimore. I, I'm out on Baltimore. Um, I've learned my lesson with them this year, whether Lamar is there or not. I, I'm just sort of out on them. Um, Cincinnati's going to be in a great position. I – Cincinnati's probably going to lose some games that make us scratch our head the rest of the before this season's over. I fully expect that to happen. However, even when that happens, because I think it will, I, I just Burrow has got that thing that winning NFL quarterbacks have where no matter what happens, they always are in a position at the end of a game when the biggest games happen. And and Cincinnati's gone both directions on that. They've been in those tight spots when they shouldn't be, but they almost always are either way. Can I ask a question before we go to break here? I want to go yeah. back to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. How in the hell can the Denver Broncos not win a football game against the Ravens when Lamar Jackson goes out and Tyler Huntley is the quarterback, and the Broncos put up nine points and lose the game against the Ravens. What the hell is going on? Well, Huntley's got a lot of experience because Lamar's been nicked up in the past. The Ravens have a decent roster. I just don't think the Broncos are very good anywhere. I, I mean, they're just they're just not. I, I, the defense the defense has been pretty good at times. Nine but points from Russell Wilson. I, that's the problem, nine. I think, for that defense— it gets pretty old being awesome all the time and and not getting anything from the offense. An offense that, you know, they're down guys in the backfield, but Judy was back, Sutton, like they, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know you're looking for me to just tee off on, on the ponies, but I got nothing for you. They stink. Like, that's yeah. it. I, they're, I, I don't know what else to say. They're, they, they're not good at all. 869-1240, we'll talk a little college hoops when we return. Uh, It's a weird portion of the schedule. There are long breaks in between games in different places. We did get a big one, though. K-State, Wichita State over the weekend. Did it teach us anything about either of them? We'll go over that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The commercials are over. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. Chad, haven't heard this in a while, like it, loving it. Uh, all right, so it wasn't a master class in offensive efficiency, uh, but the Shockers in K-State played a game, and it went 55-50. to 50. I think both of these teams are very comfortable playing that style of basketball, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it will make most of them pretty competitive in the games that they play, right? Um, it's interesting. So we saw the Shockers in the game against Missouri in a much higher scoring realm, I suppose. But I think that one of the things they struggled with in that game, rebounding, right? They corrected to some degree. They shot free throws a little bit better. One thing they did not get better at, though, Tommy, and they're going to have to, is turning the ball over. They're still turning the ball over too much. What was it, 16, I believe, against K-State? Um, yeah, 16 turnovers. And they've got that. That's what has been killing them. They shot the three okay in the first half. They went to the well too many times in the second half when it wasn't happening. Um, I think they're going to take threes either way. I think that's a part of what they want to be. I think they're they're showing us they're going to be a really good defensive team. They have got to stop turning the ball over if they want to do anything. On the flip side, K-State, you know, they won an ugly game. They Keontae Johnson continues to be amazing. They can also get dirty and play a, a hard-nosed defensive game, but they only turned it over eight times. 
and they forced the other turnovers. I mean, that was it, right? That's the story in the game. Too many turnovers. Again, for the Shockers and for K-State, a nice way for them to bounce back in front of their biggest crowd of the season and and get a win over, you know, a top 100 team right now in the net. I believe the net came out for the first time today. So a good win for K-State, a tough loss for the Shockers, but I, I kind of feel like I do after the Mizzou game. I'm I'm fine with where the Shockers are right now because I think they'll be competitive in the AAC. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those games that you watch and you think, um, you know, they, Wichita State, they were in control for a good amount of the game. Yep. Uh, and then it was just down the stretch the last few minutes when Kansas State, they were able to make a few more shots and turn the ball over uh, or force Wichita State to turn the ball over. Um, you mentioned the three-point shots. The Shockers, four of 20, they shot it okay in the first half. And then it wasn't falling in the second half. You mentioned that you feel like this team is going to take threes. It's what they want to do. It's, it's who they want to be. It might not be who they are, though. And so I yeah, feel like I know it, that they need to really address that. If you're going to shoot the three um, and you want to make that part of your identity, uh, it's got to fall more. Uh, and I know that's easier said than done. Right. Uh, but. I think maybe the flip side of it is even more important. If you know it's not working, if you get into a stretch to where those threes are not falling, there's got to be a plan B. There's got to be an alternative. Um, and, and you might want to shut it down a little bit. I think that those are adjustments that can be made in game uh, to have a little bit more success. Um, the best coaches and the best programs are the ones that they know what their identity is. But then when they have an off night or that identity is not working, they can adjust, they can make changes, and they can do other things uh, to try to win a basketball game. And so jacking up threes when they're not falling in the second half and you only put up 18 points, that's not a recipe for success. So I feel like those adjustments need to be there and they need to be more cognizant of that as they move forward to try to find other ways to get the ball in the hoop. They've done this now, though, for two years, Tommy. So I, I don't know... I mean, this has been the same story in that regard. I just don't know how much different that's going to be. I know that this roster was put together and designed with the intent of getting some shooters in there that could hit sh hit those that's shots. Great that that's the intent. But if you it doesn't work, move I away know. from it. I agree. I agree. It's still the strangest phenomenon to me to see a lot of the great shooters we saw at times for Wichita State who really struggled last year go other places now that have transferred out and start shooting in the three well again, right? And then you bring in three-point shooters from other places in, and they're not hitting any threes. I don't know, and I've said this before, I don't know how much coaching is involved with hitting open three-point shots. I, I cannot figure that out. Why, for whatever reason, over the last two years, guys that are good three-point shooters cannot hit threes when they're open. And and I agree. It, it, it's almost like you have to have a quick heat check to change the offense up. But when you're designed by the roster to be able to hit open threes and you're just not doing it, th there's got to be some trigger, yeah, to, to change it. But it's I, I don't know how easy that is to do in-game. At some point, shooters got to shoot, and guys have just got to hit shots. And and, and they're going to have to totally change a lot of things, and that may be what they have to do, especially if they're going to play ugly defensive games like this, get to the line. The other problem is, you know, while they were better shooting free throws, 
I, I still don't think 62% is good enough. They still got to shoot free throws better if they're going to be this style of basketball team. And I think that they should be this style of basketball team. Ugly it up. Defend like crazy. They make all their free rebound. throws. The game goes to overtime. I know. That's the thing. If you can play this style of basketball and shoot, you know, 75, 80% from the free throw line, which is a big ask, but if you're not hitting threes, got to do something, right? We'll see. I, I think that, you know, we, well, I don't know. What, what was the line on that game? I never even looked at the line. I certainly expected K-State to win by more than five points. I'll just, I'll put it that way. I, I felt like this was a really bad matchup for Wichita State. So, again, and this is going to wear out its welcome, you know, maybe as soon as the next game that they play. But, again, even in the loss, just like Mizzou, it's like I'm not totally discouraged because I think that what we're seeing from Wichita State will keep them in most conference games that they play. And, there, you know, there was a concern that they wouldn't be in a lot of the conference games that they played, you know, with all the questions coming in. For K-State, I think it just shows that they're going to be in the mix, too, in the Big 12. You know, they're not going to be as good as Kansas or Baylor or Texas, probably. Um, but I think they can, you know, they, they can contend for the middle portion of the league. And I think Wichita State's in the same boat for the league that they play in. I think they can contend for the middle of the league. Interesting game. Again, 105 total points. I hope that the Bramlage crowd loved it. 9,000. That's as big a crowd as they've had in a long time outside of a KU game. So that part of it's fun, too. But it's a it's an interesting spot. I hope this series continues forever. These two teams need to play every year for the rest of existence. Uh, they just do. I love that they play this game. I love that there was a big crowd for it. I don't know how well attended it was by Shocker fans. I was very in and out of it um, this weekend as we had about a billion things going on uh, in in the rest of life at the moment. But we'll see. I don't know. Do you think that... There's a – what are the chances to you that both of these teams exceed their preseason expectations from what we've seen so far? Um, both of them, I think it's yeah. slim to none. Um, I think So Kansas the Shockers State, were picked seventh in the American, and, and K-State yeah. was picked last in the Big 12. I think Kansas State can exceed those expectations. I think that, that Wichita State, from what we've seen so far, they're right on. Like, I'm not suggesting that Wichita State is a last-place team in the American. I, I'm not suggesting that. Uh, but I think that their expectations are right on uh, right now. Now, maybe as time goes on, we see something different. But it's really concerning to me that they can't score the basketball. It's really concerning to me that, you know, they have an identity offensively that is not working. And they go back to the well over and over and over again and there's no adjustment, and there's no other way to try to find baskets. It's just lean on that identity even when it's not working. Um, they're a good defensive team. I'm not going to take anything away from them defensively. You know, they, they are going to force their opponent into a lot of ugly shots. Uh, they're going to get gritty. They're going to get dirty. That's the way that it works. I'm all for that. I'm great with that. But eventually, to your point, and you just mentioned it, you got to make your shots. You got to make your shots. And... Uh, so I think right now to answer your question, expectation wise, it's probably right on par, uh, with that preseason conference selection. Um, I think it could still go either way, but right now, nothing to me is telling me that they're going to be able to do anything more than that. I, I think that, 
I think that I would say they'll finish better than seventh, but but I only say that, and I would say that with zero confidence, saying because I haven't really seen uh, the rest of the conference yet. I, I mean, I, I know Houston's really good. I don't I don't really know anything else about anybody else in the league at this point of the year. I just haven't seen him play, so I don't know yet what the rest of the league's doing. It's going to take a minute to to come up with that. We've been, you know, it's back to our conversation last hour about how fun it's been with the great college football this time of year and years past time. We're like locked into college basketball. We're, we're watching, you know, we're watching American athletic games on a Tuesday. Now it's been so football heavy, which is awesome. I don't have a good grasp on, I really don't have a great grasp on the big 12 yet either. Quite frankly, I haven't watched a lot of college basketball that hasn't featured directly the three teams that we follow. So there is a little bit more of an unknown on December 5th than there normally would be. By the way, I say December 5th. Uh, happy anniversary to my wife. We both totally spaced on that. Uh, <laughs> we have, well, it's our anniversary today, and she's at she's at the new store training right now at HTO East, which opens this week. And so she was out there early, which means I was up early getting all the kids situated and doing all the things that she would normally do. And I just remembered it's our anniversary, so happy Sounds anniversary. Up. Sounds romantic. Uh, really sure romantic have, night uh, planned. Yeah. yeah, I was going to uh, say, I'm sure you guys have some pretty romantic plans uh, coming up. Yep. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, probably take, should probably eat a bag of beef jerky or something while she's training. Okay. And yeah, it'll be a real, we'll, be, we'll, we'll remember this one forever. Uh, all right, <laughs> we'll come back. Uh, we've, we're open now. Open, here we go the rest of the way, 869-1240. If you want to chime in on anything we've talked about, uh, plenty to get to. Uh, We can browse the headlines, transfer portal going crazy, all kinds of fun stuff. We'll return on Sports Daily. everybody coach prime coach prime in boulder uh, i love this I, I think it's a home run for them um tommy was it you or paul last week so we were bouncing around that didn't like the idea of prime jumping over to colorado i think it's fantastic i think it's great it must have been paul okay. because i think yeah. that's a great move yeah, I, I think there's some people I think wanted to see him stay there because they thought it was really cool what he was doing. But at this point, with the success that they've had and the recruiting that they've had, it's like, how, how do we not see if Prime can get it done at this level? He's going to bring an energy and buzz there that hasn't been there for a long time. Um, I, I just I'm really excited to see if this works and what I can guarantee you on December 5th is it will be better than it was last year because he'll just get enough good players in that no matter what, they'll at least be better than that. Um, Colorado's too cool of a football program. Like, I remember the glory days of Colorado. Colorado needs to be good. They play in one of the most beautiful settings there are. Like, why not? And and good for Prime. I, there, I, I think there was some sentiment, too, that this isn't going to be the spot he picks. 
but go do it, man. Go do it there. And he can have any job he wants in the country if he goes to win at Colorado. I, I love it. I think it's so much fun. I think it's going to be fantastic. I don't like how everything that he does is filmed. Uh, I'm not a fan of that necessarily because I don't know if you saw the clip of him addressing the players uh, where I he basically not. told. So he he there's a video clip going around social media of him addressing Colorado, the players, and basically you have to watch the clip, basically telling all of them to hit the portal. Basically like, look, I'm bringing in my guys. Um, mm. You guys are basically trash. Uh, go ahead and hit the portal. He didn't say basically trash, but uh, go ahead and hit the portal. Um, I think his words were, I'm bringing my own luggage. Um, and so I get it. You're going to have some of your guys. You're going to have your son. You're going to have your own staff. Like, I understand all that. And I know Colorado football is really, really bad. They were 1-11 this year. They were, they're awful. I get it. Um, I'm a fan of a football program in KU that they've been there for a long time. Uh, it's awful. Um, but I hate the fact that it was filmed and put on social media for these yeah. student athletes to sit in a room and hear your brand new coach who you're just meeting for the first time basically tell you to hit the portal. Because uh, I guarantee I, you these guys are working hard. I don't love that, but I do think he can have a lot of success in Colorado. So I, I don't mind that, but I'm with you. That doesn't need to be on camera. But if he got into the room with those guys and was brutally honest with them, that's total. That's fine with me because you know these players are misled by coaches and coaching staffs all the time. So if he went in and that's the way he feels, and look, they weren't very good. So I don't think there's anything wrong with him saying, "We're going. We're starting over. Everybody, good luck." Um, that's that. You know, I, I think that there's probably more talent there than that, but I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, you don't need to put that on camera and blast it out to the whole world. Um, but that's going to be a part of what makes him successful probably too with some of the higher level recruits that he'll be able to attract in there. I think somebody said they've already got three five-star guys there since he's been um, in whatever way. So, yeah, yeah, don't put it on – but with, with Prime's going to come all that stuff. Like that stuff's coming, right? And And it will be different than it was at Jackson State where – Yes, everything's on camera, but no, not everybody's really paying attention. Like, even though it's prime, like, not everybody's really paying attention. They're going to be paying attention at Colorado. They're going to be paying attention in the Pac-12. Um, I hope this gets Colorado back to the Big 12 selfishly. But it, it, people will watch now, and he's going to have high-level players in there. And, and what I don't know is what kind of assistance can he surround himself with, which is vitally important at this level. We know that. Right. Like they so much of what he'll have to do falls down the ladder to what assistants do at this level. So I don't know. Um, but Manny's prime and he never backs yeah. off of that personality. I hope that he can return them to relevance uh, because when Colorado football is relevant, they're a lot of fun. The days of Cordell Stewart and um, uh, Eric Bieniemy, and, you know, when they were in the big eight and the battles with teams like Nebraska and, you know, all, I mean, it was so much fun um, the way that they were in the nineties and they fallen off that cliff. Uh, they had a couple of seasons, I think where they were okay. Uh, but by and large for a long time, they've been mediocre, irrelevant. Um, but yeah, you're, you're completely right. Like the, the um, aesthetics there are a ton of fun. Boulder's a cool place to be. Um, I hope that with his personality, I hope that he's able to be a competitor in the Pac-12. In the Pac-12, I think he will be. I mean, I think he'll bring in the level of talent that it'll be hard not to be uh, competitive. How competitive? 
I think is the big question, right? Like what, how do you navigate now this realm? They'll be talented. He'll bring in more talent there than they've had in a long, long time. And if you're Colorado, home run, like one of the great hires, even if it doesn't work out, it's okay because there you you're at the floor. Like it's not going to get yeah. worse no matter what happens with even if it's a total disaster with Prime, it's not going to get worse. But you've put your program back on the radar, even if just a little bit eyeballs. That's worth it. Eyeballs on the program. People say yeah. the word Colorado. Uh, I think of it in. You know, I, I know I always equate things back to Kansas football, but it's kind of what I do. Colorado was really bad, right? Kansas was really bad for a long time. They wanted a home run higher. They went out and got less miles. It didn't work out. But there were eyeballs on the program for the first time and, in a long and time. And guys came to the program with less miles, Absolutely. too. And so it's kind of the same thing. Like, you've got a high-profile, uh, boisterous personality in Deion Sanders in Boulder, um, if nothing else, it's going to get people talking more about a program for reasons that are better than them finishing one and 11. Um, I couldn't even tell you. And I, I, I feel like I follow college football pretty well. I would have to look up who the coach that got fired from Colorado was. I don't even know if I really remember his name. Um, yeah, he, he was a nobody. Uh, he was a nobody. Colorado, uh, so, Colorado's in bad shape. Colorado's not in as bad a shape as KU when KU yep. was at its floor. Yep. So they're, they're not, you know. I, I think they're going to be fine. I think this is going to work. Um, I think the biggest question is the assistant coaches because I think the players are coming and they'll come play for Prime. There's no question about that. There already are. And I, I feel bad for the kids that got blasted publicly on video, but I don't feel bad that he was brutally honest with his players because I think that's one of the things that will make players like him is because they will get brutal honesty, which they don't get from a lot of coaches in a lot of places. Prime in the Pac-12. Here we go. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this Sports Daily next. Did you know Nissan EVs have... <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.